Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Subtle Thoughts Podcast. Uh, I don't think this episode is going to be very subtle at all. I'm sitting here with five of my former former subordinates, we'll call them. I like that word, subordinates. <laughs> now, we're sitting here with our five of my former soldiers, and um, we're going to get into a few questions about their experience over the last 18 months of me being a platoon sergeant, some of them. It dates back further from my role as a team leader, a squad, well, squad leader, not team leader. And others, um, it's a very short time, probably like um, almost a year, I think, with you. Yeah, almost a year. So um, we're going to get into this very informal. There's no ranks, no, none of that. We'll just do first name basis if that's okay with y'all. Fine with me, Teddy. If you can remember everyone's first name, it's pretty difficult. (laughs) You don't have to call each other by it. And there's the first first jab at me. So, on the mic right now, we have Amanda, we have Xavier. Like I don't know your name. I know everything about you. Um, so we're just going to get into it right fast. Just basically give me your overall opinion before we even start with the, with the interview style questions. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, so out of everyone here, I've uh, been with you the longest. Uh, we have a little over two and a half years. And they were great two and a half years. You- She's lying. You uh, showed me a lot of different ways about leadership and how to try to become a better leader. Sometimes it, you know, worked for you. Sometimes it didn't work for you. But it was a great experience, I thought, overall. I'd say a solid eight or nine out of ten. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's uh, try to refrain from uh, names of certain people. I don't want to, you know, throw too many people under the bus. That's not professional. We want to be as professional as possible before the alcohol kicks in. Uh, anybody else want to want to step up to the to the microphone? No, we're just going to sit here. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll continue with the the two that I have. And at any time, you guys want to interject? Just go ahead and interject. So uh, I'm going to start off with some questions that I have for you guys related to my time being your uh, leader. Uh, what was your most memorable moment of me? as your platoon sergeant, or with me as your platoon sergeant. Go ahead, Professor X. Yeah, give me a moment to think about it. Damn, is that hard to think about? Huh? <laughs> good or bad, good or bad. Come, come up, come up, come up to the microphone. We got, we got uh, Chris, big Chris. Oh, you want me to stop using it? You want me to be professional? We got um, Sergeant Promotable Bennett. Promotable because he can't make points. Better put some respect <laughs> behind my name. Yeah. And we got old. Uh, Spider-Man at work. <laughs> what did you say? I said Spider-Man at work. Okay. okay. Goddamn Spider-Man. Sweet Pete right there. Petey Parker. Sweet Pete. Sweet Pete. All right. Same same question. What was your most memorable moment with me as a platoon sergeant? And you guys have been with me for less than a year. Almost a year. Yeah, almost year. almost yeah. for me. Almost, yeah, it's almost a year. Uh, my most memorable moment with you. Let me see. Let me let me think. You, you, want, me, you want me to chime in? Let you think hey, a little bit? Go ahead. All right. So, honestly, just first, my first interaction with you, like when I got to the island and I was, like, staying with my buddy in his house, and he already told me that he was, like, preaching me up to be, like, some UAS guy. And I was like, no, dude, you're messing up so bad. This guy is going to get me. Think I'm awesome. 
And it turns out I'm just like mediocre average guy. <laughs> and so I was like, God, I hope this guy did not hype me up that much. And then like, I also didn't expect you in general. Like you showed up at the door and I was like, All right, yeah, I wasn't expecting big old black guy. Okay, cool. Oh, <laughs> well, all right. I just wasn't. I wasn't. Because I had never seen you when we were at Bliss. So I just knew you were there. I didn't know what you looked like or anything. So when you showed up, I was kind of like expecting white platoon sergeant, not fucking big black sergeant Graham. Not a Negro. Whoa. whoa what kind of <laughs> podcast? Well, is he's that? dropping the N bomb now, huh? That is not the N bomb. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Well, let's see. I, I love it when like you're. You're very open. You won't hold shit back. So I used to love it when you make certain staff sergeants cry and shit. <laughs> and, you know, and you always spoke your mind. So you got a lot of respect for me about that. I didn't make uh, people cry intentionally. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, it was about three or four. I, listen, I got here in September. I ain't even been here a full year. And I seen him make her cry about three times. So, um. For those of you that don't know, my uh, default is aggressive. Um, sometimes it doesn't uh, come off too good with people who can't handle that. It's no, something I'm working on. No, he he's a good guy. He's a very good guy. But when you piss him off, that's when he turns into, you know. I'm working the, on the, it. The Not Negro, really, His but Negro I'm comes on. out. Wow. Hey, man, y'all you want to look too hard right now. <laughs> All right, we got another person that just stepped onto the uh, up to the microphone, Mister. Try Jesus. What? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So, our very first interaction is my wife and I. I think you were picking us up from either battalion or just the hotel, and I didn't. I wasn't expecting you to roll up in a. Silver Jeep Patriot with a dented ass door because <laughs> we were trying to go to the commissary or something. But our first interaction with you, you were super nice, super genuine. You made my wife feel comfortable. You made me feel comfortable. Uh, it was really good. And then that, that was probably like my favorite memory is actually our first interaction. And then I think our funniest interaction was it was a Sunday morning at 2 or 3 a.m., and something as simple as a phone call, if I would have woken up to, just to check in, you wouldn't have had to drive 45 minutes to my house and yeah. at 3 a.m. knock on my door just to make sure I was alive. I like how you simplified that, Yeah, that I just showed up and knocked at your, knocked yeah. on your door. Did not happen. Showed up and he lives in one of those communities where you have to have like a, a code to get in. Or it's a gated you have community. To, yeah, it's yeah. a gated community. So if you don't have the code, you have to like find the person on the, the, the what is it? the directory and hit the button, call their house, you know, let me in. So I get there. This guy's not on the directory, of course. So I have no way to get in there. So I'm riding around this neighborhood looking for like an opening. And I finally parked in a place where uh, it was definitely illegal to be parked. And I'm walking through his neighborhood at like two in the morning, black guy in a hoodie. Yeah. Finally get to his Trey door. Trey Martin. <laughs> <laughs> finally get to his door. Knock on his door because I don't want to bang on it because I know his wife's in there. I don't even want to knock on it because I don't want her to come. I don't want to interrupt her. I don't care about him. Get him. But he opens the door half dead. I'm like, glad to know that you're okay. And he goes, 
why didn't you just call? <laughs> <laughs> I want to punch him in his face. I was just like, look at your phone, guy. And I walked away. I walked off. Yep. That was um, one of the fondest memories of being a platoon Probably sergeant. Probably a shitty moment at the time. It's but very, it's yeah, it's funny now, but it was not it, funny sure. back then. Because then I'm walking back. I'm like, man, I hope to God my car's still there. Because <laughs> Hawaii, they don't play. They will tell you shit like that. But, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay, go ahead. There right. you go. So all I got when I arrived on island was a sit down in the office telling me, you know, he was giving me the, the lowdown on everybody. And, you know, he was just welcoming me to a platoon, but I ain't getting none of this shit everybody else got. What's up with that? Because you just showed up. That's crazy. That's coming. crazy. How you not you know I was coming? To, because you weren't supposed to be here. You were supposed to go to the cab. Yo, Junior's stunting right now. He knew I was coming. You're getting a little, okay. All right, Junior, okay. <laughs> like I said, I knew you were coming, but I was tracking that you were going somewhere else. So when you just showed up, you just showed up, man. I, I mean, I, I did what I could. I apologize. Yeah, that's crazy. I apologize. Um, so in the in the time that I was the platoon sergeant, what do you think I could have done better? What you could have done better? That was the question. Somebody better say something. Give me a minute. I'm thinking. Oh man. So the way that y'all are hesitating right now, this is either either a very good thing or it's very bad. It's a it's a good <laughs> thing. Like you fought for us. You kept us out of a lot of bullshit. Supposedly. You didn't you didn't take the <laughs> bullshit. I mean it's not it's not much that we we can say you could have done better. The question again was what do you think I could have done better? As the platoon sergeant. All right, so Spider Man back on the mic here, right? Here we go. Here we go. Watch out. But uh the the one thing that bugged me that I wish you would have done better is literally like one of the dumbest things, and I don't know how much you even had control over it, was at the end of the day, letting the lower Joes, the E6s, E5s, be able to take control and like let the E4 and belows go. That was like my biggest gripe about you. That was that was it. Yeah. Every- so that used to happen. Didn't happen often, but it used to happen. And when it did happen and then information got put out, information didn't get down to the lowest level. So that's where that kind of died. Yeah. I felt like you did that shit out of spite. Like <laughs> you, you would literally have us sitting there until 1700, Every day. 1730, just because somebody pissed in your Cheerios at the company <laughs> and you took it out on us. No, I wouldn't do that to y'all. Yes, you would. Because we would no. text you at, at 1645, like, can we let these guys go? No, I'm on my way to the hangar. And you wouldn't show up to about seventeen fifteen. Well, no. Um, when I said I was on my way to the hangar, I was literally like walking out and about to get in my car. But you know, people stop me. Yeah, from Popeyes. Guy. Okay, cool. Sometimes I get food. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Yo, y'all, <laughs> y'all get y'all a lunch. I don't. I don't. I didn't used to eat. I used to just be in there like, fuck. I didn't know that came in the title of platoon sergeant. I'm just. I'm just saying a couple extra pounds lost. You you get bas. You get bah. So what's the difference? Okay. All right. You know what? I'm gonna take that hit. You right. I could have let y'all release the Joes earlier. But that was still kind of early on when I got here. So you didn't know exactly how I was. Just you had like word of mouth. And then you kind of didn't really know him. It was word of mouth. So when we stepped in. Shit, we, not even word of mouth. He didn't even know I was coming. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I ain't know nothing about you. But I didn't even know you were black. That's crazy. <laughs> but. Like you didn't, you had your knowledge based off of the people you had already had. And mm-hmm. so that's what you were going off of instead of, uh, hey, maybe these guys are a little bit more competent. Let me loosen up on the reins a little bit, see yeah. what happens. And if I have to tighten it back up, I will. Yeah. But, yeah. 
that, that's my that's my one bitch griper complaint. I'm gonna keep a mental note of that for the next time. Uh oh, uh oh. Ah, Professor X. Here we go. You want back on him, man? Oh, oh, here we go. Taskings, last minute taskings, all the time. I'm not sure if it was your fault. I had nothing to do with that. But it always happened. No control over that. Yeah, that happened all the time, even yeah. before with the platoon siren prior. Well, I understand that because <laughs> he kept us till like nine o'clock at night on a lot of those nights, and that was crazy. What? But I, when did I ever keep you till nine? Not you, not you. The one before, and yeah. that's why I was like, there was no last minute ta- uh, taskings there because we were just there <clears throat> until we like almost went to bed. I think um, once you got in the cohesion between the two sides of the house, between the maintainers and operators, I just don't think it was there. And I don't, and I didn't see anything from your part trying to rebuild that. Cause I know when we first got here, it was there. And then as their NCO started leaving and then them not getting any new ones, yeah. it started kind of crumbling and we're starting to kind of build it back up again. But I just don't think it's, I think that would. Yeah. For a, a long a time that, when, um, when certain NCOs left on their side, it was just like the wild, wild west over there. So. We have a lot of awkward new people, too, so I don't think that helps. Fuck it. You was awkward when you came in. Here. I didn't talk to I'm a lot a of people, pilot. but I opened up. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I couldn't, since you weren't platoon star when that's happened, that's why I didn't bring it up. But I guess my first experience with you was the day I got picked up. You asked me what my MOS was, and because I've had to explain it to 15 different other people from where I was to where I was going. I just finally simplified it down to, uh, I'm a pilot of unmanned systems. Or no, you did not say that. I know, said, I didn't say that. I was said, saying to them, I told okay. you, pilot. I'm, I'm, said, I'm kind I'm of a like pilot. a pilot. Yeah, pilot. I was like, what the fuck? And if you look up the <laughs> definition, I'm not wrong. You're not a pilot. I am. You're an operator. No, I'm a pilot. Okay, we'll say you're a pilot. Exactly. For the sake of, of this, this we'll, we'll say you're a pilot. We'll give you that, okay? How's that? You don't have to give it to me. It's in writing. It's true. <laughs> I got a pilot's log and everything. Oh, oh man. man. Okay. So uh, we're, we're going to move on. Um, what do you think that, what are some things you think I did right? Communicating between the lower listed and the NCOs. Our powwow session we'd have once a month or so. I yeah. thought that went really well. And it yeah. was funny because everyone gets salty about it. NCOs would complain about us. We complain about the NCOs. They oh, yeah. complain about you, but we wouldn't complain about you. Yeah, that was always great. Yeah, I think those were really good, and um, I think it would be something that our future leadership should continue to provide. Um, it was expensive. I don't think your future leadership is going to do well, that. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be <laughs> over like over a lunch, or it could be yeah. like, hey, during this time, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think you just backing us all the time. And trying to fight the leadership around you in the in the hangar and in the company, I think was really good. I know you got stomped on a lot and mm-hmm. got your PP smack sometimes, and oh, you're being too mean. But that's what we needed. We still need. <laughs> you got something? Yeah. So uh. I'd say your your presence was good. Uh, like every time you're in the hangar. Like everyone knew, like if you're in a good mood, bad mood, like you really cared, like carried your emotions on your face. So everyone knew if it was a, a good day or bad day. If you're having a bad day, something went down up at the company. <laughs> if it was a good day, you probably didn't go to the company yet. So <laughs> and you probably got late the night before. Wow. <laughs> 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 Shots fired. 
Oh man, but, shots fired. Yep. But the the fact that you basically let everyone know like what kind of day it's gonna be, kind of set everyone else up yeah. for what to expect almost. Uh, I think that's good and bad. Um, I've been told multiple times that I should not wear my emotions on my sleeve, but that's just how I am. I'm I've been doing it forever and I can't change it. I've tried to change it, just can't change it. It is what it is. I can go in there and try to be as stoic as possible and as as even kill as possible, but somebody does something. It just and it usually like it's not even a big thing. It's something so small. And it's like, why are you so stupid? Like, why couldn't you just do a little bit of pre-planning, a little bit of thinking before you came to me and said something so outlandish. But I, I view it as a good trait. I prefer people that show their emotions and kind of s- sets the tone of what's going to happen. I didn't see it full force, but I know now being where I am, the behind the scenes and kind of what, what happens. You know, Joe, Joe Schmo may not know that, but getting up into the ranks a little bit, you start seeing it more which is blocking of the leadership. Mm-hmm. So blocking all the dumb taskings or something like that. And like, I went and sat in one of your like leader meetings and I was like, Oh my God, like yep. these people are crazy. The stupidity that comes down from higher up. Yeah. So that was, that was one awesome thing because not everybody blocks. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's cock blocker. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, <clears throat> Let's see. I heard stories, but you fought for us. You fought for our vehicles, our military vehicles. I heard he was out there, out there fighting to get one of our trucks back. You know. Oh, you can go big, ahead and tell the story. The big ups to that. Yeah. I'm not going to tell the story because I wasn't there. You weren't there. I just, I just heard about it. Yeah, but, when I had to get into it with CW th- uh, too. Yeah. But, keep it real. You know. Yeah, keep it real. Like you, and you, you fought for it, and you know. You stood there like a man. Stood there like a leader. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Did you learn anything from me? And if so, what? Ooh, watch out. I'm coming in. <laughs> Fucking weird skinny white guy probably shouldn't have said that with that music. But it's cool. It's cool. Your knowledge base. You wanting to, you wanting us to engage and read more and better ourselves even if it was in army ways or if it was civilian college or anything like that, bettering ourselves in that way, because like you would come up and you would spit answers out or you would like most likely get back with me within 15, 20 minutes with the answer. And it was pretty, pretty impressive. The biggest thing that irked me about him is when you ask him a question, he'll tell you to go figure it out yourself. (laughs) Oh, that must've. Well, um, if you're if you're a sergeant about to be a staff sergeant, like sometimes you need to go um, learn how to recon the answers for yourself. So, but would I not give you the answer eventually? Yeah, after he gives you hell and high water. All right. So, hey, you got to learn to to get it yourself. Maybe you were just asking some dumb questions. That's probably what it is too. <laughs> it's it wasn't a dumb question. It was a question that needed to be answered at, at, at that time. It was probably a question that you could have answered yourself. Had you read some of those regulations and publications that I told you to read before? Like there, when I was uh, helping a soldier with his finance and stuff, like I had so many questions, didn't really know what to do, except Google was my best friend and just going and talking to like the civilian finance people directly. Like, yeah, I could have been over and asking you like, what is this form? How do I fill out this form and do all that instead? Like I just 
hey, Sergeant Graham, I need the location to the finance building or something. And like you would give that to me and then I'd be on my way. So you hear that? He would be on his way. Oh, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> that was his favorite response. Oh, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a finance building. <laughs> it made you better. Anybody else? The one thing I learned from you is how to tell people the raw, honest truth, regardless of if it's great or shitty. It doesn't matter. I learned that from you. Whether it be, no matter what rank, either tell Chief, yo, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Same thing with LTs, whoever. Or to even just looking at privates, be like, you know, you kind of are doing this the right way. Or you're actually stupid, too. So it doesn't matter. Tactically incompetent. No, stupid. <laughs> hey, hey, I helped you out with that word. Yeah, you did. Right. You did. Trademark it. Let's trademark it and put it on the shirt. What? No. Yo, that's money. Tactically incompetent. Uh, so it's like, Black rifle, you, you, you better not air there this until you copyright it because I know. Take it from yeah. me. Um, I think from you, I learned that it's okay to like be harsh one minute and then kind of go in the office and slam the door and then come out and be like, Yeah, all right, and kind of <laughs> come back and, and joke and and like be like, You know, it's okay uh, and to not take it as seriously or to have a little bit of fun with it. Bipolar disorder is not okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bipolar when we. Go and fuck something up, and then you're like, ah, and then you come back and you're like, all right, <laughs> let me go break your ankles out on the, on the flight line now. <laughs> What's up? You gonna say something, or did you already say I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, what is your opinion of, of, of my leadership style? It's very unique. I wish I would have seen you as a squad leader before I, I met you as a platoon sergeant. Why? You can't just say that and just like... Well, I'm just saying, I just wanted to see how you was as a as a uh, squad leader before you, you got all that power and you let it go to your head. <laughs> you started acting like an asshole. I can tell you how it was. I wasn't under him, but I know who was. And she was absolutely terrified from the day she got picked up all the way until... He basically got picked up for platoon. So who who is this? I can't say. Not on the mic. Works for the company now, and not the platoon. That's all. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. I got it now. I got we can it. we can we can call her. You want to call her? Let's call her. Yeah, check that Bluetooth. Oh, here you go. Yes, speaker. Got a stunt. You know she ain't gonna answer. She might not. If not, I can try to call her. Or or she might just be too terrified not to answer. Honestly. Up, oh, she's answered. Go ahead, Leclaire. How scared of you? Uh, sorry, <laughs> how scared of you? How scared were you of good old Sergeant Graham, Sergeant First Class Graham, when you were in his squad when he first picked you up? Essentially, I wasn't scared of him. I was just very intimidated by him. Why? Why? Why were you so intimidated? Because that's how you put yourself off. Wait, that wasn't me. That was Bennett. Snacks, I need you to be honest and speak your mind. We got the world listening right now. Probably should have warned her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're on a, you're going to be on a, you're like, we're recording a podcast right now. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're on a podcast right now. This is me. This is Bennett talking to you. No one's mentioned your name yet. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Well, I wasn't scared of you. That sounds you're like you're very intimidating to me. I was just very intimidating. So, what was it like being under me as a when I was a squad leader before I became a platoon um, sergeant and got drunk with power, according to Bennett? 
Uh, I honestly think you were a really good squad leader. Bam. Like, whenever we needed anything, we could come to you, no problem. And it still continued when you became platoon sergeant. You just had platoon sergeant stuff to take care of as well. What, okay, so what is your biggest gripe about him? My biggest gripe? Your biggest complaint. You, um, feel, you feel like he was an asshole to you? No. No. <laughs> Be honest. Uh, Speak your mind. I don't, I don't really have a gripe. Oh, you're lying. I know you're lying now. <laughs> it's a podcast. I can't edit it out. The world will know. So I can't, like, you know, intimidate you right now. So you can say basically well, I mean, whatever you want to say. I can, there's nothing I can think of. She's lying. She is lying because I got lying. something. So when we came on island, we were in the other barracks. Every day we'd, like, hang out because we didn't know too many other people. She's like, can we, can we switch squads? I, I can't. He's too intimidating. <laughs> Somebody, please. I don't know how to ask him anything. That was because he was intimidating. What was so intimidating by him? I don't know. Just the way he carried himself because I uh, I hadn't met anybody that... You never met a dominant black man before? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh shit! I didn't know this going oh off the rails. I'm I'm just saying, like you're you're saying you never met a somebody like him, a black man. I said somebody that carries themselves the way he does. How did I carry myself? Very confident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, we'll let you go. No, no, Wait. I want I want to hear her thoughts. Speak she your mind. Said it. Why are you trying to put words in her mouth? I'm not trying to put words in her mouth. I feel like she's sh- sugarcoating <laughs> shit. Okay. If you want me to be honest, the only thing that bothered me, honestly, while I was in that whole platoon, was that everybody kept jumping on me to try and progress to get AT. That was my biggest problem. We're not talking about you. We're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, though. Do you feel like he, ro- he rolled your back a lot? Oh, hell yeah. Sometimes. Definitely did. But you know he was just trying to make you better. I know. Of course she knows. But he can be an asshole too. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter is agreeance, huh? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you have that one. All right. Is everybody finished? Are you finished with her now? Yeah. Yeah, you done talking now? Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> call call uh, McCormick. <laughs> All right, you ready? You may call it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> McCormick. Oh, it's about to be good. Oh man, I don't know what's about to happen with this one. Let's see. I just sit this right here. Hello. Oh, there she oh. is. Oh well, hello, Taylor. Hi. <laughs> you know who this is. Tell her if she's on the podcast first. Oh, uh, you're on the podcast. Oh, hi. <laughs> Don't sound so enthused. Go, in and, go and ask her. Oh, okay. So I'm supposed to ask you this question. Which one? Where am I at? What's the question? The leadership style. Your, your leadership. Oh, what is your opinion of my leadership style? Very good. No, be honest. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> be, be honest. Here. We want complete honesty. Um, it's good. Just sometimes you are hard headed about things. 
that no one understands like that matter because you don't explain it <laughs> what what like what like you'll be hard-headed man i don't even have situations why'd you call me on the spot <laughs> I was about to watch Harry Potter. <laughs> oh. oh, well, just pause it. I did. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Where's your what? husband at? Sitting on the couch. Ask him what he thinks of me. Oh, my God. But he's never had to actually oh, experience. I, 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 we're, we're making this a family no, occasion. Just a family on. occasion. There you go. Put him on the phone. Put him on the phone. I'm right here. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he you're came on the podcast right didn't? now. Said Jersey. I'm right here. What's up? So the question is on this podcast, what did you think of my leadership style? While my soldiers tear me apart, I need you to pit me back up. Oh, I got you. Uh no, it's fucking dope. There I you go. Damn. Uh granted, and I will give you uh, play devil's advocate on my own answer. Uh I didn't have to work with you, so maybe I didn't see you stressed about work shit or nothing like that. But just running into you like throughout the company and whatnot, I mean I always enjoyed seeing you throughout the day. You always put a smile on my face. I can tell you that much. It was good fucking around with you. I don't know. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him how many smiles he's put on at the hangar. (laughs) Probably a couple. Yeah, she is. A lot. Probably a couple. I don't fucking know. Yeah, this is Bennett. (laughs) It's Bennett. I don't know. Oh, man. Ask him if his his platoon sergeant would ever have him do a podcast and and basically do an AAR about his time as platoon sergeant. Ask him what that it happened. Wouldn't happen. There you go. It and my platoons aren't doing it now. Well, my ex platoons aren't. <laughs> he bribed us. My ex. Listen to him. <laughs> he, yeah, he bought us pizza. He bribed us into this. Whatever. Oh, okay. To carry you. But <laughs> but honestly, like you never had to really work with him. Like like you said, you just catch him on the sideline. You know, when I'm happy. After he fucking took his aggression out on everybody at the hangar. <laughs> he's cool. Oh, just because you guys are soft doesn't mean that you should be mad at him for taking this shit out on you. This shit. Grow, grow, grow with that. Just be okay with it. Negative. And then whenever he, whenever he left the company, that's when he had the attitude. So what y'all doing to him up there? <laughs> I don't know. It's not my problem. <laughs> Oh man! I like how uh, Sergeant Grimman tried to talk to me while doing remedial PT <laughs> first huh? thing in the morning. That was nice. <laughs> what did I do? He was neglecting you his never, soldier. Like, tried to have a conversation with me first thing in the morning during remedial. You would just let me do it. That was yeah, because <laughs> you had to focus on the task at hand. Bam! Damn! Knowledge. <laughs> 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 are, are you are you finished with her? You have more questions? I thought you had more questions. No, you're the one that told me to call her. Well, I feel like these are people that would give you the, their truthful answer, but you put her husband on the phone, and he's he's never really worked with you. He sees me a uh, lot. Was it not a truthful answer? Though? It was. A it, it was. It was very truthful. Call me I ain't called you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, there you go. Yeah. What, what, what were you about to say? I was gonna say shoot somebody else to call. You're gonna probably get the same answer. See, there you okay. go. Well, well, we got we got people in the room that haven't answered the question yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, bet. All right. Will you guys uh, continue to have date night? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Should be a good time. <laughs> All right, Harry oh, fucking Potter. We're we're both Ravenclaw apparently. That's the gayest shit you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up right now because I don't want to be uh, involved in any domestic disputes. 
All right, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, uh, anybody else want to answer that question? That hasn't answered that question. So, your leadership style. Oh, leadership style? Yeah. Shit. Oh, here comes oh, Sweet yeah. Pete. Uh-oh. Oh, you got to play his music. You got to play his music. The blue. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out. The creep's coming back. <laughs> what was my take on your leadership style? So, been through quite a few leaders. You have definitely been like one of the most productive, proactive platoon sergeants that I've had without a lot of negatives. That's why I'm so stressed. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, you come in and you just scream like you need a Xanax or something. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. Someone get this man a drink. Yo, there's a lot of vodka in here. You're fucking welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you've known one of my platoon sergeants from Bliss and how crazy that dude was. Um, the ones that I had when I went to Carson, they were mediocre at best. Like they did some stuff and I thought they did more. But turns out that was policy letters that I probably should have read. But, uh, you know, stuff you tell me to read all the time. But uh Turns out they didn't really do anything besides play beer pong and drink. So that was cool. <laughs> Germany was a good time. And then I get here and you're like bouncing everywhere, back and forth. You know, if if I need something like higher level than a squad leader, then it'll come to you. So that was, I don't know, very, very active with soldiers and not very negative. Like, oh, did you ask your squad leader yet? Well, if it's a stupid question where I shouldn't have went to you, like... Yeah, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt and just, like, go about my way. But then most of my questions were for you above the squad leader level when my squad leader wasn't there. So, yeah. And you answered them just fine. Speaking of squad leaders, let's, let's see if your squad leader answers the phone. Oh, Sergeant Dvolsky. So, this is going to be very interesting. Before you do that, I just want to say, as a leader, <clears throat> I, felt, I felt like you did a very good job at stopping these new PLs and our, our old PL from doing a bunch of stupid shit. Like, you spoke your mind. And you let them know, like, this is fucking stupid. And they're not going to fucking do it. Go ahead, sweepy. Dude, you literally not even doing a platoon sergeant job. Come in during one of our fieldings, see some messed up shit, and you're like, I'm going to go fix this. <laughs> I was like, I, like, you don't work here really anymore. I was like, I can go handle it. And you're like, no. It's like, each seven level. Let's do this. I was like, I was like, all right, big man's going to go do and it. Do I'm what like, your rank can handle. <laughs> yeah. The tents on an airfield. Crap. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see if he answers the phone. Hey, I was talking to him earlier about uh, some electric trucks and stuff, so he's playing Call of Duty. Yeah. What time is it there? How are you playing Call of Duty? Oh, there he is. Oh, oh there he is. There Welcome is. to the okay. show, my man. Y'all about to get some, some 100% raw, authentic truth right now. So you're on the podcast right now that we're recording about my time as platoon sergeant. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Can you turn it up? He's saying, can you turn it up? Your own. Good? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, two questions for you. Uh, actually, we'll just run it. We'll just run them, about, run them all down for you. What was your most memorable moment of me as the, as the platoon sergeant? When you promoted me. <sighs> That's all you're going to give me? Wow. Why is that the most Not memorable? Me. Why? Because... You usually tell the truth. 
you don't sugarcoat it too much. And that's the one thing I can appreciate about you the most. But yeah, just, just because you told me flat out six months earlier, you wouldn't have promoted me. Okay. I did say that, didn't I? Man. What do you think I could have done better? Been more stricter, held more people accountable. Okay. All right. Uh, what about your opinion of my leadership style? Uh, I think you need to explain stuff more, but other than that, I think it was great. Okay. Do, I mean, you, have, do you have an example gonna, of him needing to explain something more? Yeah, just when he explains things, he just needs to go more in-depth. Like, not everybody's going to understand how you explain it. You might okay. have to explain it in a different way. So he was like short. You've done it a few times. Yeah, he's done it a few times, but there's most of the time he doesn't explain it. I, I used to love it when whenever you two get into an argument and you prove him wrong and he throws a little bitch fit. Who? <laughs> Did you hear what he said? <laughs> I ain't never thrown a bitch fit. <laughs> if anything, if somebody does prove me wrong, I apologize. Nah, he, he apologized once or twice. Once or twice because it don't happen often. No, it don't. It. it don't. <laughs> but how many times have you proven him wrong, though? Me? Yeah, you, motherfucker. Uh, once or twice, and that's once it. Twice. That's it, because I'm usually right on it. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Now go sit down. Um, <laughs> so the next question, uh, what did you learn from me? How, or did you learn anything from me, and if so, what? Yeah, I mean, you, uh, I'm not going to say I learned it from you, but you more or less reinforced looking into the, to the regs to find answers instead of me just trying to get quick, like, in a hurry answers just to help for self-development, uh, leadership, accountability, how to inspire others. Hey, you got a rag or something next to you? A what? A rag or something? No, why? Uh, I think you got something on your nose. Might want to you know, grab that off. I might. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anybody got anything for uh, Anything else for him? What was that last question again? Uh, the last question was, um, what did he learn from me, If any, and if so, what? I... I actually learned like more of a, like how to be more of a good leader because I thought I had good ones. And then like you kind of stepped in and I was like, Oh, this is, it's different. It's good. And it's not complete toxic. Like, <laughs> like is this what it's supposed to be? I don't know. It's only 20, 30% toxic, maybe 40% on a very bad day. Now there was, there was days that, that if, if the commander first arm pissed you off first thing in the morning, you kind of took it out on everybody. Did I? Like the minute you walked in, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, you can yeah. see it on my face. Yeah, we could tell. We could be like, yeah, it's going to be that day. Because the littlest thing would set me off after that. I mean, we would still fuck with them anyways, but. <laughs> that is true. Hey, uh, you know what you're going to be doing here at the schoolhouse? What? <laughs> I just found out today. I'm going to be a secretary at first. <laughs> what? What? I'm glad you think so. What? I think, I think you're going to be the senior SGL. Oh shit! Tom said you're his replacement. Well, okay, that's that's cool. Big dog. So he might be do lefty retty. You and him have the same demeanor, except for he talks a lot more than you do. Yeah, yeah. We. So we I think it'll be a good fit for you. Of course, it's gonna be a good fit for me. But all right, guy, we'll let you go. Yeah, I'm going to bed. It's ten thirty. All right, bye. Bye. What are your thoughts on my character and integrity? Character and integrity. So, this was your question. Oh, do you ha- do you have something? 
No, okay. not yet. Okay. Give me a minute. So as far as character and integrity, it took me a long time to realize when you're kidding and when you're not kidding because your <laughs> face is damn near the same unless you're laughing like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this guy fucking serious? Like, <laughs> It took a while to perfect that. But I feel, I feel like your integrity is pretty good. If you messed up, you owned it. Um, try to do everything the right way. So it was, that was pretty good. Character is just, it took a little bit of getting used to. And like people still are like, oh, is he mad at me? And I'm like, dude, he, he's literally <laughs> fucking with you. Like, chill out. <laughs> My biggest thing I learned from him is when I first got here, <clears throat> they had me out there grading the PT test. And somebody was out there. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> but his biggest gripe about the PT test is push-ups. If they are not out there doing the push-ups correctly, he will dig off in your ass and tell you <laughs> not to grade those fucking, not to count those fucking push-ups. And I've heard that multiple times because it just so happened she would be in my line and he would just lock, lock onto her and fucking like, those fucking pe- those push ups aren't correct. You count don't you shit. don't count that shit. <laughs> Zero. 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 I go to him like how much you do? She did probably like twenty six. I counted like nineteen, but whatever. You great. He's being nice. He'd say about five. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is, man. It's it's written there, like all the way down, all the way up. But he's big on integrity, so <clears throat> his character. Like Sweet Pete said, like a lot of people are sensitive and they don't know how to uh, read him or approach him. So they get sensitive on that part. But he's a good guy. He just approached me straight up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I have one of these new guys come approach you straight up. Like, but it, did that, do I not say that in your counselings? Did I not say that? I've never gotten one. Before. You've never gotten one because you were never an NCO. Not yet. And you weren't in my squad. I was going to be. And then yeah. you changed your mind and like. I didn't change my mind at the last minute. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't change. Oh, that's when I got fired on my day off. No, I didn't. No, I didn't give you up. Did you really get fired? I got fired. You was ready to give that shit up. I got fired, man. You was ready to give that up. No, I wasn't ready to give that up. I got fired. But, uh, yeah. Um, (sighs) I got fired. John Wick, you ain't ain't got nothing (laughs) to say? question? Was what are your thoughts on my character and integrity? I mean, good, good, good character, not not really toxic. You know, I've only ever had one actual gripe or complaint. So, okay, uh, would you trust me to lead you to war to go to war? <clears throat> Fuck yeah, I, I'd 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 go to I'd deploy with you. You know your shit. Me and the boy with you? This guy, God almighty. I feel like we've almost done that once. Oh, yeah, we did. We yeah. almost did. It was, it was yeah. close. That close. same, yeah. yeah. Alpha Troop was yeah. best, though. That's cool. I mean, you, you can say that, but it is what it is. Um, knowing you now, I, I would definitely have rather had you now as my leader going on the deployment we went on. But old you, maybe even then, depending on how much you've changed, because like I said, I didn't know you back then, but... Now, if you were my platoon sergeant, you're like, yo, let's go to Iraq. Yeah, we going. We going. We're going to mess some stuff up. So. Word. You going to let somebody else answer? You just going to hog the mic? I'm not hogging the mic. Nobody wants to talk. All I got to do is just say something right here. Yeah, absolutely. Reason being, absolutely. Reason being is because I know you would 
stop people from having us do stupid shit that could cost us our lives. Because I don't want to die. Get your life. I don't want to die. <laughs> and we're walking around with live ammunition, too. So, Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely have you lead me in war. Because you, you have experience already, and you know, like, the ins and outs, and we won't do, like, um, Xavier said, some stupid shit. Yeah. We, we go fuck it up and do what we need to do and get out. Zero he, dumb shit. He could be the meanest SOB in the world, but let a bug land on him. Let <laughs> a motherfucking bug, bug land close, on him. Man. That's not even a question, man. Like, <laughs> like you, you bring it up stuff. You just adding stuff to the fire, man. We lucky we didn't. We weren't together. You got a camel spotter for no, sure. You got punched in your face <laughs> for sure. Like, all right, but that that question is very important because whether you like somebody or not, like, I've had leaders that I didn't like, but I damn sure enough would have followed them into um, into a combat zone. So, so. Just, just to add on to that, like, we all said, yeah, we would, but there wasn't really, like, an exact why, and I think the biggest reason why I would is the sheer fact of common sense and your expansion of knowledge. Like, you just, you keep going, keep going, so. Yeah, common sense, experience. I'll take common mm. sense over book smart any day. Yeah. So. All right, two more questions. What, if any of my leadership tra- traits, would you incorporate into your own leadership style? I've, I've wanted to say like non-biased, but like that's hard. You're kind of biased. I'm biased. <laughs> I am biased to people who work. Yeah. I admit like, that. like me and the man sitting across from me yeah. and stuff like we don't get fucked with. But if you're if you don't do your job, you're going to ride their ass. Yeah. Like, Who don't get fucked with? This motherfucker sent me out to the goddamn range while it's pouring down <laughs> I rain. Do I didn't do I got that. my shit fucking <laughs> all. That. That's a battle that <laughs> I fought for you and I lost. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> but but still, like it, it, you're the type of person if you do your job and you do like the right thing, then you don't mess with us. Mm-hmm. And when we have those little NCO group meetings or the sensing sessions, wow, I slurred that really bad. But yeah. When we have those sessions, you're like, this may not pertain to all of you. And you'll normally like stare one or two people <laughs> down. And, and I'm like, all right, cool. That's not me. I, feel, I, I feel so sorry for that dude. Like he makes it so uncomfortable for him because he'll stare straight at him and he'll like, he'll call him on. It's like, yeah, this pertains to you. I try not to. I try like to, to look at everybody, but like people that it doesn't pertain to, I look and I try to look away as fast as possible, but. Call them out. You like look around the whole circle. Like, you, you, you. <laughs> Listen. Maybe that'd be a character improvement. Not, not as biased. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, I try. It's hard. You know. Sometimes you got to put people on the block. See what happens. Yeah. Got to be direct. If you don't know, then how could you fix yourself? Anybody else? Um, I know for me. When I, before I got promoted to sergeant, you like really stepped up and helped me to get the stuff that I needed so I could go to the promotion board. And I would like to be able to incorporate that where no matter how high up the chain I get, that I, I still look down at, you know, at the little guy and help him up. I think what I would take away is how you're able to be like harsh to people, but also be caring at the same time. I struggle with that. I think I'm overly caring. I'm not a very harsh person. So I wish I could be like harsh, but they still know that I care. Yeah. Some of them probably don't think I care. (laughs) So So you're some of them probably just wanted me to die in the hurricane. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I would take. All right. Uh, Last one. 
unless I think of more. But it's probably gonna be the last one. And I've asked this before on a scale of one to ten. So one, two, three. This is mostly for three of you because two of you, you really haven't had that many platoon sergeants. But on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate me as a platoon sergeant? Obviously, ten being the best, right? Amongst Obviously. all of our other platoon sergeants that yeah. we've had. Overall, in general, not like at one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Overall, I would probably say probably about an eight, and the rest of them are below that. So I take that. I'd put you at an eight. I think I had one that might have been a little bit better than you. Okay. It just the way that he balanced everything, it was actually pretty incredible. But I'd say an eight because there's definitely like a handful that are way below. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you're about to say. <laughs> He's gonna walk up here and be. Is there a negative scale? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, um, <clears throat> as a platoon sergeant, I've only had two two great platoon sergeants. You're one of them. And my other one was, um, I think he's a master sergeant now, but master sergeant Phillips. Um, yeah, all the rest of them were pieces of shit. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. I'll take that. Um, okay. So uh, these are questions from you guys to me. I'm going to read, does anybody want to read them off? No, you got it. Okay. No, nah, let me. I'll read them. Read them off. There you go. The computer's so far away, man. So far away. One of them is just like written all messed up. Which ones are they? Uh, the ones in red. All right, Anthony. <laughs> Bruh, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite thing about being the platoon sergeant? Favorite. What thing. What was your least favorite? My least favorite thing. Least favorite thing about being a platoon sergeant: the politics, the meetings. And um, the fact that I couldn't get everybody in the platoon to be on board and to um, reach their full potential. That was my least favorite thing. Now, what's your favorite? Favorite? Um, Watching some of you grow and and come into your own and do what you're supposed to do. And my favorite is having a voice to speak up um, for you guys against upper leadership even though sometimes it got stepped on shoot don't worry i think i think some of us got that covered now don't worry about that (laughs) the your two least favorite with them the meetings and like the politics and all that yeah that literally the one meeting i went to with the leadership i I was losing brain cells in there i was like Mm -hmm. these people are in charge of me oh my god i think another least that you forgot to mention was when when we had to send dumbasses to the board and they yes. kind of threw you oh, under the bus. Yes. That's a good one. That's the whole promotion system thing. The promotion system is jacked up. Um, so <clears throat> I know you're supposed to be happy with all your soldiers when they get promoted, but I'm, I'm not. So we had some people that went to the board that I think shouldn't have went to the board, but due to uh, the counseling packet that was done before I became a platoon sergeant, I really wasn't in place to stop it. So when they got that P status, I was not, you know, the happiest that a platoon sergeant would be. And usually when that happens, you know, you get five soldiers promotable. You throw that on your NCOER. Well, when they were writing my NCOER, uh, they were like, yeah, you got X amount of soldiers promotable. And I read that. I was like, nope, take one off. Like, what do you mean? Take it off. Don't want to claim it. Don't want to take credit for it. Don't care. Shouldn't have happened. So, yeah, I would love to change the promotion system. 
It's integrity. <laughs> All right. So next question. <clears throat> I can answer that for you. How often did you butt heads with higher ups every day? Not every day. <laughs> I had some good days. Um, it was often. Uh, whether it be the platoon leader doing something or trying to implement something that was crazy or asinine or just didn't make sense. Or if it was um, higher command trying to, you know, take our people and put them on details for whatever reason or trying to take some of our equipment, all that crazy stuff that they try to do. So it was quite often. It wasn't an everyday thing, though. So Thank God. So what was the attitude for then? The attitude uh, for what days? Every day. Uh, sometimes the attitude was, you know, me coming into the hangar and then you guys asking me a question and this is one of the rare occasions where I would give you the answer and then you didn't like the answer. So you would rephrase the question thinking you were going to get a different answer. And I'm like, I just answered the goddamn question. Why don't you listen? <laughs> Anybody got time in? Anybody? No. Okay. All right. All right. Next question. Um, <clears throat> what was the most infuriating situation as a platoon sergeant? Um, most infuriating position two. The first one was when I had a bunch of people, a bunch of NCOs, um, utilize the open door policy against me. And it wasn't infuriating because you utilize the open door policy. Cause I tell y'all all the time, if you don't like it, you, everybody's got open door policy, go use it. So y'all got a 24 hour pass with me to use the open door policy. But it was the fact that when they went in there, and they aired out their gripes, it was one-sided. So I went in there, and I listened to what the commander said, and I said, you know what? Everything that they said is right. Everything. Now, here's the flip side of that. And I went and I talked to every soldier who, who uh, utilized that open-door policy, and I basically asked them, you know, simple questions. What did you do to better this platoon? What did you do to better yourself? What did you do to make sure X, Y, Z wasn't happening? And they couldn't give me an answer. And the, the coup de gras is always, if you had to write your own into OER this weekend, what would it say? And they look at me and they're like, I don't know. I don't know what to write. Okay, so how are you going to come at me when you aren't, you're clearly not doing the shit that you're supposed to be doing? So maybe if you did what you were supposed to be doing, I wouldn't have to be the way that I am. So that was one of the most infuriating things. Um, the second was when we had a soldier get promoted. He got his promotable status through some erroneous uh, methods because somebody messed up at some level. Um, he, he initially went in there and got no-go by, by the board, which is stupid in itself because he's clearly one of the hardest workers in the platoon, and he had the, the blessing of every NCO and soldier in that platoon, and that's very rare that you find one soldier that can get blessed off by everybody in the platoon, every Joe, every uh, NCO, and every officer in your platoon. That's I don't think that's ever that didn't happen with me. That's never happened in my twelve years in the army. And for whatever reason, when he got in front of the sergeant major and four first sergeants from different companies, he got no goad. And uh, when they uh, were doing the paperwork, he managed to slip in and get status so we found out and we was like all right yo fuck it you know the army has erred in your favor and then there were some people who chose to um correct that 
and they were very vocal about that and he ended up losing his peace status and i know you know integrity and you know the right way but who's to say that the board is right when you can literally go into the board scream the NCO creed as loud as you can and then get it go and walk out or you go into the board and you know the sergeant major or the the president of the board is a atlanta falcons fan and you're an atlanta falcons fan and then okay you're a falcons fan i'm a falcons fan they just made it to the super bowl you're good to go so i didn't i didn't agree with um when they, I guess you could say, corrected the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mishap. The mishap. I didn't agree with that. I think that it should have been something that you let slide because he was definitely deserving. Either you go in there and you answer a bunch of questions or you do the job every day. He basically did the job every day. So that was probably one of the most infuriating. I think the worst part about that, too, was it was his own squad leader. That someone who knows how hard he works took that away from him. <clears throat> so, I'm going to talk to that guy later on. So we'll we'll probably. I mean, that's what happens when you're part of the Audie Murphy board, right? All right, all right. <laughs> 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 all right, stop sniping people. Headshot. Got to got to keep it professional. Nah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so next belt. question: <clears throat> If you could translate uh, transition to the warrant officer cohort, would you? No. Why? Um, I answered this on my last podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to that with uh, me and Steph Sergeant Gonzalez. Um, but I would not transfer into the warrant officer cohort because I feel like while they are leaders, they don't have the same impact as a non-commissioned officer. They're still, at the end of the day, they're still in the officer corps. So NCOs are really the trainers and the backbone of the Army. And when you look at it, the warrant officer cohort, most of their personnel comes from the NCO ranks. Uh, when you get a new lieutenant, they're trained or they're matched with an NCO. Uh, every officer is matched with an NCO throughout their career, whether it's the platoon leader to the division commander. They all have a uh, sergeant first class, a uh, first sergeant, a uh, sergeant major, or command sergeant major. So, so I'm, I'm going to throw a little rebuttal in there because... My past two duty stations, I could say that's opposite. Just because this place has decent NCOs, decent backbone of the Army style people, and then the warrant officers are like so busy, they're off doing other stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of a weird situation being here in this place, but being at Fort Bliss and Fort Carson, I learned so much more from my warrant officers. I was also in a cab on yeah. those two places. So I had a whole lot more warrant officers. But I learned... Just from Fort Bliss, first duty station, the warrant officer that we had there taught me so much about just general life. Mm -hmm. It like blew my mind and like changed the way I do anything from finances to like leadership, anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, there. Like I said, there there's some good ones out there. Um, I had. So I, I know I'm cutting you off again, but the reason for that is is because the NCOs were weak. So if yeah, you have weak yeah. NCOs but good warrants. That's where the warrants kind of step in as a backbone. Mm -hmm. That's 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 another reason why I I was gonna drop a warrant packet and I I basically decided against it after I was uh, after I went to AOC SOC and saw the impact that I could still have because I've had some good warrants. Um, Chief Orozco was a hell of a warrant. I've that, he was beast. He was a beast and he did warrant officer things. He stayed out of NCO business. He got us work and he. Led by example. Uh, Chief Storm, 
he drove me crazy. He was my first warrant officer. He drove me absolutely crazy. Like we inventoried shit like every week. And that was his thing. Inventories, inventories. And he always used to say this. It takes, uh, it takes years to build a reputation and it takes a couple seconds to destroy it. And we used to hate hearing that. It's like, yo, shut up. No one cares. But like, as I've, as I've grown and as I've continued to serve, I, I understood every, everything he was trying to say. And, uh, chief, chief LJ, chief Lejink was, I think that's how you say his name. I hope, he, well, he's never going to hear this, but chief LJ, he was like probably one of the best warrant officers I ever had. Um, he made his W four um, when I was at Bliss, so I learned a lot from him. He was just like real calm, real cool. He was an ex uh, Kiowa guy. He came into the MOS and he was he was honest. Like a lot of them, like become warrant officers and they're like, "Well, I got to show them that I'm in charge, that I know everything, and blah blah blah." He was just like, "Hey, I flew Kiowas. I don't know shit about this. I'm still learning." And he was a W three. And he was just so down to earth and so cool. And you could talk to him about almost anything. Um, I definitely miss him. Definitely miss him. And leaving Fort Bliss. I left Fort Bliss early, actually. I re-enlisted to come to this next unit duty station early because I saw what was happening. Like, the leadership was going to just bottom out. And that's exactly what happened when I left. The platoon sergeant left. Sergeant Palacios, he was a great platoon sergeant. Uh, Chief LJ was a great platoon leader. Uh, Mr. Scott was a was a great uh, uh, tech, and I knew all of them were leaving, and they were like they were great warrant officers. So I've had some great warrant officers, and I know there's some shitty warrant officers out there. So I've had to deal with some less than pleasant warrant officers, and I won't you know name them. I'll just let them, as I say all the time, live in their truth. You can't come straight into the army as a warrant officer, can you? You can. I've never. Flight. I've never it's met it, it, flight warrants. Flight. Yeah. Well, besides flight warrants. Besides flight warrants, I don't think you can. No, man. <clears throat> All right. Anybody else? Mm. All right. <clears throat> Next question. Uh, what advice would you give new leaders? Simple. Know your soldiers. Care. That's all you got to do is care. Half the battle is caring. If you think I care about you, you'll do more. And you'll give me a lot more slack if I show you that I care. I could be completely incompetent but if i care about you you won't pick up on my incompetence right away you'll pick up on it eventually but you won't pick up on it right away go ahead you're looking at me go ahead when how do you balance care with soldier motivation even though it is an ncos job to motivate that soldier you can only motivate to a certain extent so how do you apply yourself more to that and care more it's hard it's really hard it's really, really hard because I have some some people in the platoon um, I tried and it was obviously that they, they didn't care, so I stopped. Um, you just got to make sure that you do everything that you can and you can look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and it's like, yeah, I tried with this person. Every, every possible thing I've tried and they are just not, some people aren't made to be in the army. And obviously, if you've tried and tried and tried and they're just not picking it up, you got to cut. You just got to cut sling load. You just do you do what you're supposed to do for them. You do the bare minimum. I know some people don't want to hear that. And also, I know some people are going to have something to say about that. But if I got three soldiers and I'm giving them all equal attention, 
and that I know this person is lacking. So I give this person more attention than the other two. And he's just, he or she is just not responding. At what point do you stop and just focus on the other two soldiers that have the potential to be great while you're still trying to make this soldier just meet the bare minimum? So at that point, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to give you the bare minimum of what I have to give you. And I'm going to focus on these other two soldiers who could be sergeant majors or who could drop green to gold packets and be the next brigade or battalion commander or the next warrant officer. Some of them just got cut sling low. Do the counseling, get them out of the army. Army's not for everybody. And and just because you're a bad soldier doesn't mean you're a bad person. Some people are great people. They're just not meant for the army. Some people are just shitty people and shitty soldiers, and they're not meant for anything. Did that answer your question? Uh, yeah, solid answer. <laughs> okay, so new leaders, they have to deal with higher leadership. How do they show that they're competent or have leadership abilities? Oh, yeah, we had this conversation. Oh, we had we, this conversation. We had this conversation. <laughs> you know what you do? You uh, dig into the regulations. You dig into policy letters. You know your shit. And you don't back down. And then sometimes you just got to get more leadership. Or not more leadership, more time under your belt. But then some people are just hard-headed. And no matter what you do, it's just not going to work. It's not going to rain in on them, especially when they're already giving pushback to staff sergeants and sergeant first classes so you just got to ride them out unfortunately all right so next question knowing what you know would you choose to be the platoon sergeant again (laughs) knowing what i know would i choose to do this again i didn't choose to do this in the first time in the first place so i actually became the platoon sergeant in a meeting that was supposed to be Supposedly disciplinary action. I was supposed to get fired as the safety NCO. But, you know, something happened. Uh, I spoke up about some things. And, you know, I revealed that whole other side to the commander and ended up walking out as the platoon sergeant. As the former platoon sergeant, and I hope he hears this, sat in the corner and giggled his ass off on the inside because <laughs> he didn't want to do this job anymore. <laughs> but karma comes around, you bastard. <laughs> nah, he's a cool person, but yeah. Um, would I do it again? I would do it again. I would change some things, definitely. But I would do it again. Um, I had a whole vision as to how this was going to go. And it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. It is what it is. There were good times. There were bad times. So would you do it for this unit again? For this unit again? Um, yes. Overall, yes. Would I prefer to do it for this unit again? No. Would I rather take the platoon that I had and move them to another unit? Yes. I would do it for the same platoon. I would rather not do it for this unit. And we will not name this unit because you can't speak bad on your unit. I would have rather, so I will tell you this. I would have rather had some of the NCOs that I came into this platoon with. If I could have extended them, I would definitely do it. Well, a lot of our problems would have not happened had they still been here. Shout out to Mr. Compart. Even though you sold your, your soul to the Warrant Officer Corps. That's it. That's all you got. That's all I got. 
right. <clears throat> what was your most memorable moment with this platoon? Um, most memorable. I wasn't even a platoon sergeant. The most memorable moment was winning the UAS um, platoon of the uh, year within the division. That was hands down. Was that with, with PTA? No, that was um, before PTA. That um, was good old 2018. Yeah. I guess I have, I have a couple of memorable moments. Um, another one was when we hit the fiscal year flight hours. And it, it's because um, as much as I harp on this platoon and people in the platoon to do what they're supposed to do and to hit the books and study and, and progress and all that other stuff because of, you know, what we are supposed to be able to do at any given time. For I don't know how the hell it happens. I don't. Because every time we do a training exercise and you know everybody comes and tell you guys how great you are, I always, you know, slip in there and be like, Y'all are okay, but you know, we still couldn't do X, Y, and Z. I'm always the fucking bearer of bad news, huh? Sorry. My bad. It's You're always the Karen of the platoon. Yeah. Damn. I'm the Karen of the platoon, I guess. Everybody can't be on a pedestal, man. Gotta knock them off every now and there then. There you go. There you go. But as much as that happens, like whenever there's a mission, you always, you guys always get it done. How sometimes I don't fucking know. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm just like, there's no way this is going to happen. And I know I shouldn't be like that or I shouldn't have been like that as a platoon sergeant, but sometimes it's like that. And then y'all fucking prove me wrong. And when y'all do prove me wrong, I'm like, yo, y'all fucking prove me wrong. Um, so those are, those are my, my proudest moments from being a platoon sergeant. Also, um, when people talk shit about us as far as like PT and stuff, and then we do the company PT and then nobody can fucking keep up or the platoon or the company commander and first sergeant or sergeant major, actually not the sergeant major because he's never come out. Something's always happened to him before one of our PT events. Oh, uh, except for that one time doing barracks PT and he quit halfway through. Yeah. 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 So that's definitely one of the proudest moments when the higher ups come and they can't hang. So one of the, my experiences was, I think when you led the last like crazy company PT uh -huh. we had with water jugs and litter carries and everything yeah. that the team that I was on actually won and the BC runs up and he's like, Oh, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, yeah, that's why you weren't first. <laughs> I was like, that's I definitely the one. And also when, um, uh, I think we were doing a barracks inspection during PT so I got you. I cut you guys early to do a barracks inspection and try to give you guys like a break. And Sergeant Major met me in the barracks and was like, "Be at my office at twelve hundred hours." Okay, Roger that. And I go in there and he's giving me this spiel about. Granted, I was wrong because I broke the battalion policy. PT is from zero six thirty to zero seven forty five. Um, but he tried to come in there and say. Which your platoon average? And I was like, well, it is X amount of points. And he stopped and he thought to himself for a minute. And he was like, oh, okay. I think that's the highest in the company. Roger that. So now what do you got to say, Sergeant Major? He, had, he ain't have shit to say. Nothing to say. So that was probably one of my proudest moments. Because I can just like, boom. Now holler at me. Just straight flexing real quick? Flexed on him. And got away with it. One of the rare times. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So um, <clears throat> next question. What's your worst leadership flaw? Um, worst leadership flaw is 
There's multiple. Um, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm default aggressive. That's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, my most, I think, I think I'm too hard on NCOs. I know I'm hard on NCOs. I know it. So I need to know the balance of, you know, when you just don't know and you've tried to find the answer versus when you don't know and you didn't try to find the answer and you just don't care. So I know I expect a lot of NCOs and that's probably my most difficult thing is uh, my patience with them. So, yeah, <laughs> um, you, you were talking about like your patience and everything like that. So literally most recent experience was I wanted to create like this super awesome counseling, right? AR 670-1, <laughs> like boom, bam, beautiful, like everything, right? And then you're like, yeah, so that's trash. Like, <laughs> two seconds. Like, it's been like nine hours digging through regs, and it was gone in two seconds. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just go fuck myself. Awesome. But I, you told me why, and I completely understood. Yeah. So. I think, and like Wolski said earlier, like I could do a better job explaining things. So I'm, I'm big on, on understanding a why. And it's like in some of the counselings that I've, I've written, you know, sometimes there'll be a, a, a chance to ask why and for me to explain and sometimes there's not and you just have to execute. And I think um, when there's just the time to execute, I can let you know that in a different manner because those are the times where, like, I have zero patience. So I don't know I'm not easy to deal with all the time, which is also why in my counselings I say, hey, if you ever think that I've wronged you in any way, pull me to the side and we can talk about it, you know, without the rank. So... Many people don't take me up on that. Some people do. Some people don't because they're not default aggressive in their sheep. Well, you trying to square up? What's up? You are not one of those people. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley's one of those people. Isn't that right? And you got a day off of PT for that, didn't you? Did you collect oh. that day yet? Yeah. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, that, that was a good day. Story. What's the story? You don't know? You weren't here for that? Wait, what, when we what had happened? a we had a sensing a little it wasn't a sensing session it was like an AAR and um she gave a class and I had to like skip out on that class because I was doing uh platoon sergeant things and she was very aggressive in this meeting uh about speaking her piece on that and because nobody else in the meeting um had a sack and wanted to speak up or say anything she was the only one she got a day off of PT for that because I reward that I wasn't there yeah, it was. I think it was going in for like PTA or something, and yeah. the people that weren't class. doing stuff, I was doing a, a radio class, and because he's been harping like, especially around that time, it was like give a class, give a class, you know, ex, you know, let your knowledge out to other people, and then he's he's there and he's like yeah yeah, and then he just walked away. It wasn't even like oh hey, you know I'm sorry, I gotta you know dip out, I got some platoon start. Nah, he just. Walked away like, oh, I, I can just do that anytime I want. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your class. That's that extra rocker, man. <laughs> that extra rocker. But it looked like she wanted to come across the table and punch me in the face. So, yeah. But yeah. And then when we did our AR, and I looked straight at him from across the, and I was like, da da da. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like kind of deer in the headlights. Look, I didn't know what to say. So. It's great. Yeah. Got a day off of PT for that. Anybody else? Nobody? 
All right. <clears throat> what do I interact with lower enlisted the way that you? <laughs> That's the question. That jacked up. <laughs> let me let me see it. I'm gonna I'll, I'll decipher this question. Hold on. I don't think that one's decipherable. Just saying. <laughs> I got it. Because I know who wrote this question. Why do you interact with Laura Enlisted the way you do? That was your question. Oh, yeah. I, th- I was yeah. sitting there thinking. I was like, yeah. that sounds a lot like something I would ask. <laughs> uh, so what do you mean by that? So I've had leaders that were just completely, like, segregated. Like, I'm in my office. Don't fucking bother me. I've had platoon sergeants that off time, like, we're throwing beer pongs across the table. Like, doing stuff like that but never actually in the workplace really engaging. Most, I, 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 you're the, actually the only exception where you come outside of the office and you interact with everybody else. It's, it's sort of weird. It was like you're in the office E7 and you got to talk to your E7, but then like when you come out and you're like, you need a, a break from sending emails, it's like E5, Graham comes out and you're like, oh, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> um, okay, so... That hanger is shitty. Um, the office has the AC. The hanger floor is just fucking hot as balls, and it floods when it rains, and it overall it sucks, right? So, um, I would rather be out there with you guys than in the office in the AC chilling. So, if it's something I can do, that's why I bring my personal computer and I use my personal hotspot. If it's something I can do on my personal computer, I bring it. I bring it outside. I sit at a desk. And I sit out there with you guys rather than sit in the office with the officers chilling, soaking up the AC because I think that um, it helps me not forget how sucky it is for you guys to be out there. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of a way to keep you kind of humble. Yeah. And keep me grounded and let you guys know that I'm no better than you. Even though I get paid more, I'm in a bigger tax bracket and I can floss. Was there like any specific point in time? Like, have you always done that? Because I've only been here almost a year. So like before that, were you I've also doing that? that? Okay. I've always done that. So all the time, even when I was at Fort Bliss. Um, when you, you remember we were at Kuwait. I don't think you guys were in the clamshell much because you guys had your shit and then you packed up and went to Iraq. Yeah. But um, the higher ups had the office on the other side of the airfield and Everybody else was just in the clamshell. I would choose to stay in the clamshell when other NCOs would try to be in the office as much as possible. I, like I said, I think it just, it um, it builds that camaraderie. It's the, it's the little things. So it's, it's different if I'm sitting at the desk and then I get up and I yell, hey, we need to fucking move X, Y, and Z like right now, rather than me coming out of the air-conditioned office saying, hey, you guys need to move X, Y, and Z right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. You're like embracing the suck with the rest yeah. of us. So but. That's why um, rarely, I don't do it often, but rarely, like once in a blue moon, I'll grab a broom and I'll start sweeping the hanger or I'll take the trash out. A private will try to get the trash. I'm like, no, I got it. Don't worry about it. Rarely, not all the time. Let me emphasize rarely because I'm a sergeant first class and I get paid too much for that shit. I'm second <laughs> rocker, man. <laughs> Let me ask you this: <clears throat> The way you interact with uh, with us and stuff like that, it, was there ever times that you feel like like the lower enlisted would overstep their boundaries on the way they talk to you, the way they interact with you? Um, occasionally, yeah, but then I would just like cut that shit. 
like right then and there. Except for Penix. Penix has a hard time knowing when to fucking stop playing. Yeah, I ain't so, got off switch. Yeah. But Penix is Penix. He's a very unique individual. Yeah. So I like him for being who he is. Penix can be who he is, like forever in a day. But he does fucking he plays entirely too much sometimes. He crosses the line. And I also feel like our shitty setting has a huge play to do with that just yeah. because of the environment we're in. Like, yes, we're, we'll cut up and we'll shit talk each other and we'll pick around and play and stuff. But that's like our way of embracing where we're at because when I have a new Joe come up and he doesn't say Sergeant or something, like I got here and I saw that, it blew my mind. Coming from Carson, yeah. like I would have another NCO jump my ass because my Joe didn't address me as like corporal or, or like sergeant. And yeah. I was like, chill. And then I got here and they're like, yo, Graham. Graham. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what'd you say? But um, I, I, so there's a lot of NCOs that would like lose their mind if they saw that. But um, like for the most part, it doesn't happen too often. There's always a sergeant in front of, the conversation, except for sometimes Styles, because Styles is really bad at that. I think Styles is the worst at that, but for the most part, everybody else is is pretty good about it. But and a lot of people say like, "Yo, they need to go to parade rest for you because you're starting first class." Blah blah. I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need them to do that because when I put them at parade rest, then they know they fucked up. So I don't know how many of you have actually seen me put somebody at parade rest, but when you see me put somebody at parade rest, then it's like you stop and you're like, "Okay, that's out of the norm." Let me redirect my traffic and go somewhere else and not get involved in that situation because obviously they fucked up. Yeah. That's so I, I'm, I'm all for like a, like a healthy work environment. Don't get me wrong. Like if I could call everybody by the first names and it not feel weird to me, yeah. I probably would. But, you know, for me, it's a nine to five job almost is the way yeah. I look at it. Yeah. So like I, w- I would never stop any of you guys from doing that if that's the way you wanted to run it. I would never stop that. I would I would back you up to the fullest but for me it's never because of how I first came in I came in I was in group and in my platoon it was very very close very family oriented I didn't I didn't go to parade rest for anybody in my my platoon I didn't go to we had master sergeants in the company I didn't go to parade rest for them unless I fucked up and and if they put me at parade rest then I knew all right they're not playing whatever I did it was serious and I'm about to get hemmed up so other than that, it was just like normal conversations, you know. It was still, you know, sergeant, yes, sergeant, no sergeant, um, yes, master sergeant, no master sergeant, but you know, we weren't at parade rest. We were treated like human beings as long as you could, you know, as long as you didn't take advantage of that of that freedom. I I've known some people in my first unit, some of them just got locked up, period, because they were fucking retards. But I try to run that the same way. I try to treat people like they're people until they, you know prove me otherwise so they fuck up yeah they fuck up and you gotta enforce the e7 rocker right there yeah but that's our first class power so would you say that the majority of leadership platoon sergeants whatever you want to call it like if they could implement that in it would be a better work environment because i would if i could take what you do and like go back in the past and implement that in my other platoons i'd be like hell yeah dude some people can't do it so and with with um Soldier A said when we called her, I'll call her Soldier A, um, about me being intimidating when I first, when she first met me and all that stuff. Some people can't do it. So once you like let people cross that barrier, they don't know how to bring it back. So I've had NCOs 
in my past, if I see him today, and we could be in a civilian setting, I would still call them. Well, I wouldn't call them sergeant now because one of them has crossed over to be a warrant officer because he sold his his soul to the warrant officer cohort. And I won't speak his name, but I will still say he's a great NCO. Stover. <coughs> but uh, I would, I would, I would, um, you know, talk to him offline, out of uniform, and I would always call him because he was a sergeant at the time. I always called him sergeant. He was a sergeant first class. I would never speak his first name. And it wasn't like we didn't have that relationship. It was just that that amount of respect. And a lot of other people can't garner that. So the minute you let them call you, you know, by your first name or, you know, just have a regular conversation with you, you can't get that back because they don't respect you. Even with um one of my old NCOs, one of my peers, he's a warrant officer now, um, uh, Mr. Unglesby, when he was a sergeant, and he used to go out with the Joes. He's like, no, man, call me Brent. It's Brent. We're not at work. Blah, blah, blah. But they would still call him Sergeant because they had that that amount of respect for him. Because he's a fucking hell of an NCO. He's definitely a loss to the NCO Corps. And our, our loss is the one officer's, the one officer cohort's gain. So. Hell yeah. Next question. That's a good answer. I know. I'd be dropping them jewels, son. The fucking um, podcast, goddamn. <laughs> All right. Do you believe in the NCO creed? Fuck yeah. Wait a minute. Is that seriously a question? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Would you like me to elaborate? No. <laughs> no. I can because some people don't. Some people just recite it and just say it and don't live it. Cool. <laughs> All right. So next question is, what's the nerd? What do you mean, what's the nerd? That's literally the question. What's the? Oh, oh yeah. This was a question that I wasn't gonna put in there by uh, somebody. What's the nerdiest thing I've done? Uh, the nerdiest thing I've done is bring a Harry Potter wand into. Wait, not a Harry Potter wand, a Severus Snape wand into the hangar, and you know, pointed at people and cast spells. Fucking nerd! <laughs> I'll punch you in your face. Are you serial right now? I'm oh, dead yeah. ass serious. Oh, what yeah. do you want to say about it? <laughs> fucking nerd <laughs> <laughs> alright so the last question is in blue I'm not gonna answer that question I know what it is and I know who it's from and she didn't know what the hell she was talking about she's just like uh, I'll just say something okay well, I read that's what I do on my off time I read and I play playstation and I go to sleep watch his Harry Potter <laughs> fucking nerd so, how many more questions do we have? That's that it. it. So, are we trying to end this right now? Because I have another little section. Since Bro, we can go to go to y'all want to stop. I can edit this down. Kind, kind of warm in here, but it's hot since, as fuck. Since we're all NCOs right now in here, what is one uh, piece of advice you would give me, little sweet Pete, advice on being? I gave him that nickname. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> You're a nice individual. I like you. But what was would be a good leadership? Like a piece of advice as far as like being a squad leader or pushing up into platoon sergeant role that you would give me that you see that I can improve on. Uh, so um, one thing that you do that I like, you stick to your guns when they came to you with the whole, you know, additional duty of we're not going to speak the name of that additional duty, but you were like, no, I don't want it. And if you, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty and I tried to back you for it. I was like, Hey, if he doesn't want it, don't give it to him. Like find somebody else. 
because he feels that passionately passionately about it and it would help your career and that's one thing that I've always done like I don't care how much this thing would help my career if I wasn't feeling it I, I wasn't doing it and I I definitely appreciate you not just taking that that uh that class or whatever just to fucking take that class because a lot of people do that and they end up in those positions that they really don't want to be in but the advice that I can give you um read that's my advice to give you read you tell that to everybody (laughs) no i mean i mean it for him he needs to read because his added with the attitude that you have it reminds me a lot of me where it's just like if if it's you're not as quick to jump and say something if it's stupid you're just like all right well fuck it but there's a certain point where you where they cross that line with you and you're like i'm about to speak my mind so when i say read to you I mean, read and gain your knowledge so that when you do get to that point and you're like, fuck it, I'm not doing it because of X, Y, and Z, you can articulate yourself better and you can have more knowledge for when they come back with with the rebuttal. That's what I would tell you. Okay. Yeah. Because you remind me a lot of myself when I was um, a young sergeant. So, like, I, I I know if I say something to you that you don't like, I know you're going to say something to me. I know you're going to pull me to the side and be like, yo, this is fucking stupid. So that's what, that's what my advice would be to you. Read, don't, don't, uh, learn from, from, uh, the past mistakes of others when you, when you formulate those rebuttals. Cause a lot of people where I come to when they say they don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, tell me why. And they give me a reason. I'm like, well, what about this? And I don't have an answer. And then their answer turns out to be something completely stupid. It's like, shut the hell up. You're going to do it anyway. So with you, if you read and you build up that knowledge base, you can say, I'm not doing it because X, Y, and Z in this reg or X, Y, and Z in this policy letter. Because a lot of people don't know the policy letters, especially, you know, um, platoon leaders and some senior NCOs. They don't get the chance to, they don't take the time to read because they've been promoted too fast. So when you come back, I'm like, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z because of this, this, and that. And here it is in black and white. Ain't got shit to say. So how far would you go up the chain if you do that to somebody? And uh, <laughs> it's pretty much, uh, yeah, you're just going to do what you're told. So back when I was a young sergeant, my rule was two up. Two up. If it was a staff sergeant, I would go all day. If it was a sergeant first class, I would pick my battles. If it was a master sergeant, I would just, or first sergeant, I was like, all right, whatever. Fuck it. We just got to do it. So two up is a good, a good rule of thumb. If it's one up, you can just go all day with uh, minimal knowledge because some of them don't even have their knowledge. If it's two up, then did I say one up first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's two up, then that's when you want to make sure that you know what the fuck you're talking about and you want to make sure that you pick your battles right, especially when you're fighting for a soldier because some soldiers aren't worth fighting for. And when I say that, I mean you're going to put your neck out on the line for that soldier and – they're not going to give you anything in return. Some soldiers are worth totally worth fighting for, totally worth going to war for, totally worth following that sword for. Some of them are not. I think we're talking about different situations, man. But okay. Okay, <laughs> what we talking about? I, I was talking about during a uh, good old field training exercise we had. Uh-huh. And uh, that illegal flight was about to happen. Yeah, step on that. Yeah. Step on that. How far would you take? I wouldn't say anything.